We, most human beings, and you, everybody knows somebody, multiple people, unfortunately, who have allowed external forces to define who they are. Society, associations, situations. But the reality is that we all have the power to decide what that identity means, what that definition is. Hi, it's Coach Joe Lucas, and welcome to the Magellan Network Show. My goal inside of this communication, this show, is to share with you my nearly 30 years of coaching some of the most successful financial advisors in North America. We're going to be talking about strategies, syntaxes, we're going to bring guests on from time to time, and I'm going to share with you what's working now. So think of this show as sort of like a little one-on-one kind of mini coaching cast, if you like, where we're going to be going in depth from time to time on strategies to help you grow your business, get more effective, become more efficient, find balance in your time management, grow your business, and quite frankly, whatever else is going on in the world today. So before we get to today's episode, I'd love for you to do a couple things for me. Number one, make sure that if you're watching this on YouTube, that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're doing the audio, make sure that you give us a review on whether Spotify or Apple, you know, we'd really appreciate that. And quite frankly, that does help. It does matter when you rate things and like things and subscribe to things. It helps us get the word out to more of the industry. And lastly, I have a very special gift for you. Go to MagellanNetwork.net, so one word, MagellanNetwork.net, and I have for you a complimentary membership, 100% gratis, where you can tap into about between 50 and 75 hours of master classes, forms, tools, templates, and strategies. So please go ahead and uh, make sure you go ahead and get that claim, smash the like button and subscribe, and uh, please go ahead and leave us a review on whatever podcasting platform you're on. And now, let's get to this week's episode. Hi, it's your coach, Joe Lucas, and welcome to this uh, very special episode of the Magellan Network Show. Uh, first off, uh, season's greetings. Happy holidays. I hope you're enjoying uh, some time with family, friends, and uh, getting ready for our 2024 game. Every year, I host a multi-day business planning conference. We call it now Magellan Vision. And uh, in this episode, what I'm going to do is take you inside of the beginning of day one, where for the very, very first time, I really share my personal story of growth and, and uh, you know, elevation and evolution. And what really uh, drove me to make the changes that I made in my life in order to have maximum impact in my business. What I want you to take away from this conversation is I want you to apply my story to your situation. I don't care if you're in this, uh, you've been a financial advisor for one year or 40 years, this is applicable to you. So enjoy uh, either the video or the audio. And again, this is a, a very small part of three full days that we do inside of our Magellan Vision process. I will have a link to access all the videos and all the tools and templates down below here on uh, in this channel. And again, season's greetings. Look forward to seeing you all again next year. Myself on a beach in Huntington Beach. That February, I celebrated my 25th anniversary as a coach. 
And I sat there in the morning with a cup of Starbucks, full fat latte, wondering what I was going to do for my next 25 years. You know, when you get to a seminal moment in your life or your career, you take inventory, you take stock. And a lot of what I saw I didn't like. I was just good enough. My business was good enough. My relationships were good enough. And I asked myself a very important question. Am I going to be okay with it for the rest of my life? And in that moment, I said no. I think in the past, I would say I hope not. But I declared no. And ever since that moment, my life has changed. New standards were set. New mindset was created. A new identity was born. I'll never forget that morning in Huntington Beach, June 13th, 2019. But to get there, there's a story. So let's do a story to start off. Important date number one, 1994, February, is when I started coaching advisors. When I left Tony Robbins, I never forget what that, when my exit interview with the guy. It was never Tony directly, but my exit interview went something along the lines of, good luck creating your own company. Who is Joe Lucas? You cannot use your name. And I remember that day because Marissa, you know, we were, uh, we were getting ready to have kid children and stuff like that, and got on the train to Penn Station, got on the path, got to World Trade Center, and did what I did for the year prior to that. But I had such belief. Now remember, I didn't know shit about being an advisor. In fact, it, well, you weren't even called advisors. You were called stockbrokers back then. There were still tickets. Some of you remember the ticket date. Some of you young ones like, what's a ticket? That's something the police give you, right? But I had this belief, and I, that belief carried me through the first part of my career. Right? So I go out there, trial and error, make some offers, stuff like that. Next seminal date, April 2000. One of my clients, his wife, got recruited from, how you guys remember Credit Suisse First Boston, CSFB? Old guys, some of you old people, you'll remember that, right? Well, she was uh, HR over there. She got recruited to Goldman Sachs, head of HR, director level, C-suite. And uh, I had done some work for her at Credit Suisse in terms of facilitating off-sites and meetings and stuff like that. She really, she really liked what I did. So April, she goes, we're doing this recruiting off-site because that was a big initiative. Everybody's fighting for talent at the you know, Ivy League schools and stuff like that. They're going against Morgan Stanley, CSFB, Bain, all the above. And so I'm going I'm to host, and it, was, it was their brand new headquarters on Water Street. Sucker just opened. And it was going to be a three-day three on-site. So I go up in there, and I'm facilitating. She said, oh, in the afternoon, some of the C-suite's going to come join us. Okay. I kind of know what C-suite is. So I'm, we're walking in, and I had a very big policy. It's when Blackberries are very hot. Some of you guys remember Blackberries. Some of you younger was like, what's a Blackberry? <laughs> right? What's a Blackberry? And we're doing our thing, and here comes two gentlemen in. And I know, obviously, I know who they are today, uh, Hank Paulson and John Corzine. At the time, they were co-CEO, of, uh, which is odd, but that's what they did. And we're trying to do our thing, and I hear click, 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 and the, the conversations, because they're sitting next to each other, click, click, click. And I remember whatever I was taught in my Robbins days, you have to own the room, no matter who's in it. Because if you don't own the room, the room's going to owe you, and you're worthless. So I remember 
that I said to myself, I got to get those blackberries. And it was a U shape. And they were in the middle of the U where, where they would expect them to be, right? And I just walked up and I had my hands down like this. And I was going to keep my hands down until I got what I wanted. Now, the good news for me is um, Linda, which is her name, contracted with me in December. I got paid in January. So if they threw me, I got paid. You know, it was gonna, it was, so really no downside at that point. I got the blackberries. And I held them for two hours. Break came, they had to leave. They looked at me, I looked at them. They, were not, they did it not because they were afraid of me. They knew the other people in the room, culturally, it would have been a problem. They weren't happy with that, but who cares, right? So why is that important? Increase my belief system, my capabilities, right? And I left there, and I remember, because we went to dinner that night. It was a very nice dinner. And Melinda came up to me. She says, everybody's talking about what you did, because nobody does that. <laughs> I don't know if they'll have you back, but that was good for you, right? And I, and I felt so powerful. You ever just have something happen, you get a great client, or we get a major win, and you're just like floating on air, right? Everything's just happening for you. And I was so excited. I got back home. I called Marissa, and I said, this, I, I got this space. I'm going to become the facilitator of every investment bank because they're just going to want me because I can control any room on Wall Street. And then she goes, hey, I sold the house. We're moving to Florida. <laughs> so now I'm like, okay, so all my world's going to change. So, so I have this new capability. And literally, 30 days later, we're moving. It's the next seminal moment in my life, July 2000. What's so important about July 2000? I had forgot back in April that a writer for Reg... How many guys remember Registered Rep magazine? Everybody, okay, good. Some of you, all the people with gray hair remember Registered Rep. Everybody else like, what's that? They had interviewed me because they were doing a piece on the industry's top troubleshooters. This one coaching was just coming out in the industry. It was me, Tom Gow, um, Matt Oxley, and, and Bill Good, four of us. And I totally forgot about the article. And since I moved to Florida and the mail forward hasn't caught up yet, so I never got, I didn't get the magazine until late September, my phone starts ringing off the hook and I can't figure out why it's ringing off the hook. Remember, this is before the internet. This is really before you can see stuff online. My phone's like every, like literally five, ten times a day, it's ringing with advisors. Like, what the hell's going on? Oh, I read your article and registered rep. I go, Oh, yeah, I forgot about that, right? So why tell you a story? Another moment. It expanded my capabilities, my mindset, and my economics. But then something happened here. And if you look at this like a stock chart, what do you see? Not a lot happening. Why? I was good enough. I was comfortable. My standards were okay. I didn't challenge myself. And I got to my 25th anniversary, and I, oh, by the way, I didn't put it in here, but I'm, I'll say it right now. I had failed twice to build coaching companies, and some of you were around during that time. Or I hired other coaches, didn't work out, realized that's not what I wanted to do. I tried it twice, took two bites of the apple, failed. Went back, back to what I know how to do, okay? But then, the beach in Huntington shows up here. What changed? So I went there for a marketing conference. I was in Huntington Beach for a three-day marketing conference, a digital marketing conference to learn how about digital marketing. Because in my mind, that was my problem. My marketing sucked. 
It wasn't that I sucked or I wasn't good enough. It had to be the marketing. It couldn't be me. It had to be the marketing. And I just remember, I celebrated my 20th anniversary in that February as a coach. Marissa and I, you know, we were, we were celebrated, you know, our, well over our 20th anniversary. And I was just like stuck. And I was not jamming. And I kept, is this all there's going to be? And then I went back to the rocking chair. I mean, some of you know what my rocking chair is, right? You look back at your life, what could have been? And that scares me all the time. The problem with scare and fear is that it's not resourceful. You just freak out with it. So what happened here, I made a decision. And basically my decision was basically going to be this. I didn't care what anybody else ever thought again. I was going to commit to being uncomfortable for the rest of my life. And I was going to do great things. And the fourth thing is I was going to give myself permission to do it. Okay? Today for you is all about permission and a vision. Actually, the next three days. But something else happened, a moment of clarity. And it, it kind of hit me, like a, it hit me like, a, like a lightning bolt. The problem that I had was every time I did goal setting and try to paint a future, I kept bringing my current version of me into that frame. And my mind went, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're not capable enough. And it destroys the future frame. So what you have to, and this is my epiphany, in order to accomplish the future frame, you have to design your future self. This version of Joe versus this version of Joe the almost same version, maybe one, maybe two X. Today, right? Well, actually, end of this year, 12, 31, 23. From 29, from 19 to 23, some of you have been with my journey. Am I the same dude I was back in 2019? No, a lot of you are shaking your head no. Why? Because that's what it takes. The battle we all have in our minds are we good enough? What will other people think? Do I deserve it? Period. You know, I was interviewed for a podcast recently, and the, the concept of, of you know, Sullivan's book came up with, with Ben Hardy, 10X Easier and 2X. And I made the statement, I said, well, you know, if you're an advisor, I mean, I can't think of a better platform to do 10X because you got all this leverage. I mean, I say nobody in this room, but I say this respectfully. There are some people in this game that are, that are making you know, seven figures and they're dysfunctional. And they're making a lot of money in spite of themselves. So if you ever pull this thing together, what's possible? Now, when I say money, because that's just a measurement, obviously it's not always about the money. It's just a tool. It's just a scorecard. But let's face it, money matters. It's a resource. You can give it away. You can bequeath it. You could generational wealth. All these things, right? So, I'm going to put a frame on this. This is what I call the no six-figure part of my life. You all remember the no six-figure, right? It's called poor, when you're struggling, right? Then you ascend into the six-figure game, and uh, I, made, I did pretty well with doctors and stuff like that. So now we ascend into the multi-seven-figure game. But here's where we're going to go by 2030. Hi, Coach Joe Lucas here, and I'm just breaking here for a moment. Just to do a couple quick reminders, number one, uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel or our podcast. In addition, please leave a, a comment or a review. Those things really, really matter. 
and uh, share this episode with three of your colleagues inside the financial services space. And lastly, make sure that you go ahead and claim your free membership inside of Magellan Network. Now back to this week's episode. Eight figures. Why? I don't need it. I'm happy where I am. It's the challenge. It's the game. I just want it. And if I do that, I'm going to leave a legacy. Now, I've never said this publicly. And I thought about this this morning. Am I going to come on stage and do this and say these words? And I said, and I felt really uncomfortable. Here's the trick. When you're uncomfortable, that means you need to do it. Because the conscious mind is going to try and talk you out of it. Because it's more comfortable to be comfortable. So whenever you have that gut, like, hmm, I don't know. That's like your, that's your subconscious saying, hey, you know what? This is probably really good for us. You got to want to do it. That's the battle we all fight in this game. So here's what we're going to do this morning. I just want to share this with you for perspective. So th- and, and just so we're all on the same page, uh, this is not about me. This is about you. You're the stars. I'm just the, I'm the Sherpa on the journey for the next three days. That's it. The Sherpa, okay? Or maybe the uh, rescue diver, depending on how you want, want to look at it. So what we're going to do this morning is that we're going to take inventory on who you are today. We're going to look at, and we're actually going to do something for the very first time we're going to look at your standards, because it's all about standards. I mean, you can have a great vision, great goals, great concept, but if you don't have the right standards, you won't make it. And then what we're going to do this afternoon is figure out who you need to be in your future self to create your 10-year game. But before that, there's three letters that I need you guys for. How many of you guys were here and get the yes in June? Okay, so you're going to know this. P-M-E, physical, mental, and emotional energy. It ain't bright, sunny, shiny day. It's kind of overcast. It's rainy. It's going to continue that way at least for the next 24 hours. You're going to have to manage your states. But for that period of time, I need you to play out for yourselves, not for me. You're, not, you're really not on video. I am. So it's not like we're doing this. It's not a concert. You just have to be 100% focused on this. Okay? It's for you. All right. So let's begin. Workbooks. And what I'm going to do, because I know, I'm sure every one of you spent the time to go over every second of the pre-work, right? All of you did that, right? Don't raise your hands, all right? So I'm just going to have it here. I'm going to have it here as a reference so that if some of you need a refresher, it's here. But we're going to be working in the books. Remember, there's Two things. Number one, you can work on this book. Number two, if you're going to use the uh, template, the PDF, please, please, please make sure it is downloaded to your device. Do not edit it in the cloud. It will not save, and you're like, ah, okay? Any questions? See Michael? He's our guy. All right, so first thing, identity. Why is identity so important? If you look here, right, Identity shift, Lee Robbins. I own Hank Paulson and John Corzine for, for two hours. Yes. Right? Identity shift. Registered rep comes out. I'm one of the industry's top troubleshooters. Wow, that's great. Right? Another ascension. Then flatline. Here's what I realized literally last night. 
This was external. This was external. And this was external. This was internal. This is internal. Why does that matter? External? It's temporary. Because the situation is forced on you to grow. A third, an outside party or situation or opportunity shows up and you have to grow into it to take advantage of that opportunity. It's external. And if that opportunity were to stop or to dissipate or to change or something like that, so does your identity because you never created it yourself. So this is why this stayed the way it was. Because I had not decided, there was no external, there's no external pieces here. I mean, there's deals, defaults, some stuff in here, but nothing, nothing ground shaking. I mean, I went from, I went from 50 clients to 200 clients in four months. 200. Well, I figured the math on this. It was like several hundred calls a, a month. This is phone calls. I was on the phone from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. with an hour break for lunch. I started on the East Coast before the markets, and I wrap up in Hawaii. And I did that for years. That's why I banked 65,000 or 70,000. I don't even know what the number is anymore. I was forced to grow because the demands were there to force it. But I never claimed the identity. I just made it happen. So identity in our game is critical. And notice what I say, my definition. These are just mine. As a result of who you believe you are and allow to believe you can become and what permission you give yourself. It's all about that. We, most human beings, and you, everybody knows somebody, multiple people unfortunately, who have allowed external forces to define who they are. Society, associations, situations. But the reality is that we all have the power to decide what that identity means, what that definition is. Most human beings just don't take advantage of it because they don't know how, or they don't think it's possible. Or quite frankly, it's easy just to blame something else. The economy's bad. That's why my business sucks. Markets are bad. My numbers are down. You suck. Your numbers are down because you're down. But it's easy to blame the third party. It's easy. Like, that requires their culpability over there. It requires nothing. It requires nothing. And this is what matters. So for me, when I look at it, elements, beliefs, values, self-talk, mirror model, Human needs, focus, association. So if you want to change your identity, there's elements of change. First off is decide you're going to change. Second piece, decide to what change into. Third, you've got to blow up all your past associations. One of the things I did here, I took stock, and some of you have heard me talk about it, I put, and I was brutal with this. I put people in the three boxes in my world. Give me energy, neutral, suck the life out of me. Third box, I eliminate it. I just cut them off. Most of my golfing buddies. Their whole concept of a great concept was how much golf can we play, how much beer can we drink, how much betting can we do? Not going to work for me. I, literally, they thought I moved. I dropped. I just stopped returning texts, stopped showing up for rounds, just disappeared. Cleared it all up. Now, is that easy? No. Quite frankly, it was lonely for a while. There was a gap, a void. But I knew that was going to be the case. And what did I do? I leaned into those relationships that gave me energy. My clients. You all give me energy. Why? Because you're doing great things. And I like to think I have a 5% part in that greatness. 
And that's my juice. That's why I do what I do. Period. You know, the hardest thing for me to do as a human was to accept the fact that I have a piece of your success, that I'm responsible. Some coaches make it all about them. I went too far the other way, and I claim no responsibility. And that hurt me for a decade. My wilderness, as I like to call it, here. Then that moment on the beach in Huntington Beach. That's why I like California. I always have good shit happen to me out there. Right? And I wish I can tell you, I remember, so I, so I was at this marketing conference, and uh, we were learning about digital marketing, and the, the, the coach who was running it, which I, which I followed, and I actually did some of his programs. I remember what he said to me, and it's like, it stuck on me like, like knife through butter. He goes, Joe, you don't have a marketing problem. You have a you problem. And it's so funny, the next morning I woke up and I went to the beach with the Starbucks and had that epiphany. Like, in other words, there was an intervention in my own mind by a third party. So my goal today, my hope for you, and I can't make it happen for you, is somewhere in the next three days, that moment's going to occur for you. Where you're going to have that moment where something clicks, you don't know why, you may not understand it, and that's okay, you lean into it and go with it. All right, so let's get into the game. There are six elements of mindset, beliefs, rules, and values, and rules, human needs. It's uh, this slide right here. We're going to get to that. Uh, we're on page uh, four, FYI, just so you know. So we're going to talk about beliefs first. So what is a belief? Simple terms. It's a feeling of certainty. All it is. It is not genetic. It is not encoded. When you're born, your beliefs are created by your experiences, associations, who influenced you, what do you read, so on and so forth. There was a, and I'll give you the power of this. 1950s, 1940s. What were the beliefs about cigarettes? They're okay, right? Some doctors said they were actually good for you. What do we need to believe today? Totally different, right? 180, right, for most people, right? Most people, right? But think about societally, for decades, it was not only was it approved, but you were looked upon as cool, right? All the Hollywood stars smoked back then. And today, man, if you see a cigarette in a movie, like, what's wrong with that person? Like, like, like what's that? And they normally put a disclaimer up to now, cigarette smoking, right? Drinking, cursing, all the stuff, right? They put disclaimers. That's how society can influence your beliefs. And it doesn't happen, by the way, like in a moment. It's a slow burn like the frog in the boiling water. Just one day you arrive at that belief. So you got to be checking your inputs all the time. So I want you to think about your mind as like the, it is the most important thing. You've got to guard it like it's the most important thing in your world. You've got to guard your mind. And how do you guard your mind? Watch what you put in it. Watch who you hang with. How you think, what you consume. Sidebar. You need to be doing that for your clients. What they believe, what they drink, what they're, what they're looking at, what they're consuming, right? Whatever Kool-Aid they're drinking. All right, there's three types of belief levels. Opinions, beliefs, convictions. An opinion, we don't care about opinions. What's your, we don't, don't shout it out loud because we want to keep this thing PG this year. Opinions are like, everybody's got one, right? Opinions come and go, they float, no big deal. But what we're really talking about our convictions, that's what you go to war. Wars are created over convictions. You'll kill for a conviction. 
You go to jail for a conviction. If you're, like, if you're convicted on unbelief, people will sacrifice a lot for their convictions. So when you think about, you, when you think about success, is it an opinion that, I'd, oh, I'd like to be more successful? That's an opinion, by the way. Um, I'm really going to try hard to be successful. That's like a belief. Or I'm going to do whatever it takes to. That's a conviction. How you frame it to yourself matters. We'll talk about internal dialogue a little bit later this morning. But that matters. Your internal dialogue, how you frame things matter. So what we care about in this room are convictions and beliefs going forward. So I want to take inventory and we're going to do it two different ways. And we're, so we're on page four. We're going to get into the first exercise. And I, I think Mike will have some uh, hopefully not too sleepy music today. We'll have a little, something a little bit better, right? I'm going to give you guys two minutes. So let me explain what I am is, okay? I want you to finish the sentence. I am what? I am lucky. I am grateful. I'm a good person. Uh, you, know, I'm, you know, don't raise your hands. How many would you write, I am an imposter? Imposter syndrome. Do you know why? Because eight, nine years ago, I probably would have wrote that if I was doing this. Because that's what I felt. Because I was just good enough. I was a good enough coach, good enough father, good enough spouse, good enough. Not great, not excellent. Not ascending. So let's get into it. I am what? I am lucky. I am brave. Like, how would you answer the question? I'm going to give you guys like a minute. We're going to move on this stuff. I am what? Again, this is current. Okay, so let's take another 10 seconds to start wrapping that up. We're going to move a little bit here today. All right, a couple things about beliefs. Sorry, my killer music. Thanks. I want you to look at what you wrote, good or bad, empowering or disempowering, and we're going to do that in a moment. Are they facts? Is that who you really are? Is that who you're genetically? Like if you have red hair, you have red hair. You're, that's genetic, right? If you have dark hair, you have dark hair. That's genetic. Are your beliefs genetic? Are they really a part of who you are? Were you born with them? Are they facts? A belief is not a fact. It's an opinion. That's all it is. It's an opinion. Thank you for watching or listening to this episode of the Magellan Network Show. Hey, if any of this resonated with you, I invite you to come to MagellanNetwork.net and we have a powerful group coaching community of like-minded advisors. Come in for a trial. You and I will have a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Let's see if I can help elevate your game both personally and professionally.